Welcome to Shit Talk Fridays, a podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle and relationships with a splash of controversy. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Um, so Evo and I decided that we would continue our conversation from last week. Part be- do. Part do. Part do. Uh, because... And the topic was secrets that husband and wives keep. And the reason why we decided to continue this conversation was because when we got towards the end of like our content last week, Evo and I looked at each other and we still had quite a bit to talk yeah. about. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot to cover, apparently. And uh, Evo's secrets for husbands were a little bit more intense than mine. So I kind of went back and looked at what I had and found something maybe slightly a little bit more juicy to fall in line with yours. Because I felt mine were like soft. You know what, though? I actually had to kind of go back and restructure mine a bit, too, because <laughs> I felt like I, I was coming in hard. I was coming in. You was coming in hot. I was coming in hot, you know, with some of these topics. And I uh, just wanted to, you know, lighten it up a bit. But um, there's a lot of stuff. Believe it. It's definitely a lot of, you know, more things that I even imagined that husbands or wives would keep from each other in a marriage yeah uh, and I, I guess that comes from just us being so open with each other that you know i guess i'm being ignorant you know or naive to the to the fact that you know there's, there's a, a big issue apparently well i feel like it's also when you are the type of person that is an open communicator within your marriage yeah. you're not really thinking about the secrets that other people keep in their marriages definitely not definitely not just fully focused on you know what it is that we're dealing with I will so. say, though, that we put out some of our content already regarding our last week's conversation, and I got a little bit of feedback, and one of the first secrets that I put out there was that women will, wives rather, will keep secret how much money they're spending and what they're spending it on because their husbands may see it as a frivolous expense. And of course, the comments were a mixed bag, and... I'm happy to say, though, that a lot of women were in the comments like, fuck that noise. I'm going to spend money the way I see fit in our household, especially when I'm putting in, like you said, my time to manage our home, to manage our children and to take care of overall our home front. Right. A lot of women were saying that they don't hide their spending habits at all. But then there there were some women that were like, yo, real talk, I... I conceal some of the spending that I do, not because my husband is restricting my spending, but I am maybe a little bit afraid to bring to the light some of the purchases that I make. So I, I see those things to be very, you know, minuscule. Right. But the one comment that really fucking annoyed me was the men in the comments that were saying things like, well, then just get a job. If that's what we were talking about, a woman looking for employment and being able to have her own money, then that would have been part of the conversation. But we were talking about a wife that is at home to support her family. Well, I mean, I think that that all falls under uh, is under, um, you know, how do you define job? Well, like Evil said, time is money, time right? Is money, you know, time so is money. if I'm putting my time into it, then, you know, that's can be considered a job. Um, so yeah, I just wanted you to give you a little bit of feedback on some of the stuff that we got in the comments and to those men out there that think, uh, the women that are staying at home to raise the family should just get a job. I think you need to realign your, your spirit. So let's get into our topics that we have part dua of the secrets that husband and wives will keep. And I would love for you to start us off since I feel like we both reevaluated what we were going to say, but I'm a little bit more interested in what you got to say. All right. So one secret that I know for a fact um, that husbands and boyfriends, I think men in general, just keep this from Mm -hmm. keep this from their significant others. But I think in this particular case, and I'm going out on a limb here, this is not a fact, so don't don't hold me to this. But I'm thinking in this particular case, it's from opposite sexes. So from man to woman. I don't think this exists in a same sex relationship. Okay. And that's how much a man masturbates. Okay, I just want you to know right now that that is the first secret that I have about women. Oh, shit, for real? And I'm just going to put it out there right now. No, 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 no. See, all right, listen, there's just no way possible Mm -hmm. that women masturbate 
more than men in a relationship. Okay, I'm not saying that women masturbate more, but I'm what I'm saying is is that women will keep secret how wives will keep secret how much they are masturbating in a marriage. You know what though? But if so <laughs> I can't right. believe that we both had that, that literally That is like, pretty funny. Yeah, because we don't if, we don't I know would what, love, I would love for you to look at my notes. But yeah, it I believe says you. It. Okay. I, we, I mean, we obviously so in this particular um in this particular episode, we decided to keep our notes separate and not tell each other about what our topics were or you know what um secrets we had so that we can get each other's first responses yeah uh so yeah i had no idea that you had that but i think that in the event that where it did come out where a woman told her husband how much she masturbated Mm -hmm. if the if the husband was to act surprised it would be he would be lying okay in what regard because it because he masturbates way more than she does. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then so, the, in, in, in that situation, I'm sure that there is a man out there that would get upset. Oh, my God, you do. And I think that it would be he would be upset more so because he wasn't there or he wasn't there to satisfy her or it happened without him. I okay. think that would be why he would be offended or might be bothered by the fact that, you know, she was masturbating and keeping it a secret. But... I'm sure it, like, it wouldn't be of no surprise to him because he's doing it way more than she is. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the reasons that a husband decides to conceal? Like, wh- why why are uh, husbands think, choosing to conceal I, this? I just think that the number is alarming. It would be alarming to a woman. Oh. You know, to like because it goes back to like men are just always ready to have sex. You know, they're just... It, you get an erection for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... and And... Later on in life, yeah, that kind of tends to decrease with age and things like that. But I think that even later on in life, men are just always looking for or very willing to just have a quick please and just kind of like, you know, get to it and then get right back on with their day. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, you know, a woman needs to be aroused and there's got to be like a process to it. And men, it's just a lot easier just to masturbate one, two, three and get it over with and be on their way and kind of just deal with the emotion of wanting mm-hmm. to have sex. What would you say is the average amount that a man masturbates in a week? Uh, um, okay, so a man who's, I can't say an average amount of a man. It has to be a man who has, who's sexually, like who has sexual urges. Okay. Right, so a typical man who has sexual urges. I don't know this, like as far as a study goes, mm-hmm. this is just my own personal opinion, but I would say at least twice a day. Wow, really? Yeah. I know at one point in my life, easy three or four times a day. Okay, so I actually recently just had a conversation with a friend of mine, and she said that her significant other masturbates up to three times a day. She looked at that as that was potentially abnormal, and I somewhat agreed with her. But if you're telling me that two times a day is like potentially the average and I could see three times a day not being abnormal yeah. at all. Listen, for a man or a male who still gets morning erection, mm-hmm. something that just happens. You wake up you wake up, and it's up before you are. Like it's one of those things, like a rooster. That shit is at attention. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like a rooster up in the morning. And sometimes it doesn't go right, it doesn't go away right away. And, okay. and the solution to that would be to masturbate. So I can easily see men masturbating in the morning. Okay, just so, kind of, so, so boom, that's, that's boom. One. First thing in the morning is done. Now, if that feeling comes along some somewhere throughout the day then it can easily happen again so i'm saying you know at a, at a minimum twice a day if a man is regularly as he's he's sexually active okay and in the case of your friend mm-hmm. it's obviously three or more mm-hmm. i can safely say there's probably men out there who do it more than that in a day because it's just there's just that much of an urge okay I'm a little bit, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit taken back by those numbers only because how long would you say it takes for a man to masturbate and then reach climax? Like how how Uh, many minutes, how many seconds? Could be under a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I I was going to push back and be like, he got a lot of time on his hands. No, it doesn't take much. It really Mm. doesn't take much. Because you have to understand the arousal is already there. It's Mm up. So to... To ejaculate in the right mindset, 
you know, especially maybe with some visual stimulation mm -hmm. and you're trying to get to the point. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, there's no holding back. Like, it doesn't take long. Okay. So, and... I would say for a woman, it takes a little bit longer. Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah. Not very long. I would say within a minute, you know, maybe two, mm -hmm. um, depending on how she's choosing to masturbate. Because for women, obviously, there's more than one way to masturbate. You, there's stimulation of the clitoris and then there's stimulation of the vaginal entrance mm -hmm. or canal rather. So it they could be simultaneously or it could just be separate. It's depending on how she's choosing to masturbate. So that's part of the reason why women will keep it secret. It's potentially that her significant other, her husband in this regard, is not really performing that well in the bed as far as getting her to climax. So she may then be taking it upon herself to masturbate to reach climax outside of their sexual intercourse. Yeah. So in that situation, I can see why she's keeping it a secret. Yeah. Um, because there's obviously something that needs to be discussed. That's a sensitive subject mm -hmm. that is not being discussed, and she she still needs to be satisfied. So there's a couple of other reasons. Um, and I just want to give everybody a warning. So our kitty cat is walking around here. So if you yeah. hear a random meow in the background, he's not tied up anywhere. He's roaming free. He's he just our, got a big, it, we call him big head, but he also got a big got mouth. A big mouth. He's our, <laughs> our foster resident yeah, over he's, here. He's very vocal, mm -hmm. uh, but he's hanging out with us. So, um, so there's other reasons why a woman will conceal when she chooses to masturbate. From my personal experience and from conversations with other women within my circle, we tend to notice that we get aroused at like odd times of the day where it is not convenient to have sex. So say, for example, it'll be like one o'clock in the afternoon. And let's say it's, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon and you're at work and your husband's at work or you're the stay at home wife and your husband's at work. That's just not going to happen. I mean, that just makes sense. Yeah. But the thing is, the reason why that could be potentially a problem is because in some situations, that may be the only time she's getting aroused. So when the husband is home, she's not looking to have sex. So she might conceal that she's masturbating during, you know, a odd time during the day where sex is not accessible because when it is potentially accessible, it's not happening. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Would it be wrong? I'm not. I would say. Okay, I don't want to say. Would it be wrong? Let me ask you a question. What if she doesn't masturbate? Mm -hmm. Does that feeling continue on throughout the day? Does she still stay with the urge to want to have sex because mm -hmm. earlier in the day she did, she it wanted to, held back from masturbation? Would that potentially carry over into the night to when when she saw her husband, she might want to make time for it? Um. I think in that situation that the answer to that question is yes and no. It really depends on the level of arousal that she is going through at that particular moment. You know, we've talked about this before. Women, we go through different cycles of our hormones. Right. So it could be that she's at maybe ovulation time mm -hmm. during her cycle and her arousal peak is higher than normal. So, yes, potentially could she masturbate and then later on that day still be interested? Now, I'm, I, excuse me one second. I'm saying don't masturbate. Oh, sorry. Yes. You, yes. I'm saying so let's say she doesn't masturbate. She still may be very interested yeah. that evening to have sex. I also just want to like predisclose that we are discussing about husbands and wives that, you know, have been married for quite some time because I think some people will listen to to this and say, oh, I'm ready all the time, which is great. Um but I think things change yeah. as you've been in a, a, in a longer term relationship. So yes. I just want to make that clear about how responsibilities of life and home and work start to take a play, start to take play in your um, in your sexual life. So sometimes you have to make time for sex. So I kind of think that that's what we're talking about. I just want to be clear on that. Yeah. So um, how can I put this? So, yes, she may then be more than wanting in, in later on in the day. Now, if she is not at potential like hormonal peak where there is like a high arousal rate, she may not masturbate and that time may come and go. In addition to that, um, things may follow out through the day that will cause her to become tired. 
which then really pulls back a woman's, you know, want to have sex because sex and, you know, lovemaking with your partner is something that, you know, it takes energy from you in more than one way. So if you're mentally and physically exhausted, I could easily see that moment passing and that just being the end of it. Support for Shit Talk Fridays is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. I can't count the number of times I've nicked myself using shoddy-ass trimmers that literally left me anxious about grooming. Manscaped skin-safe technology has restored my faith when grooming below the waist. And did I mention the new 4.0 lawnmower has a 4K LED light, so you ain't missing shit. So head over to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code STFridays20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code STFridays20. Unlock the confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now back to the show. Yeah, so that's kind of like why a woman may keep it secret in that regard. And then like the last one is if they're like not having sex at all and she's doing that. And there may be a multitude of reasons of why they're not having sex at all. I, I, you know, the list can be very long in that in that aspect. So then she may then choose to conceal if she's masturbating because then it may be seen like she's receiving pleasure, but not from her partner. Well, and I would like to think that if they're having issues where they're not having sex, mm-hmm. that the last thing they're probably going to be talking about is her masturbating. Yes. So I, I understand why that would be keep, kept a secret in that certain situation um but as far as men go the only reason i could de- think of is one because it's it's a lot and two if you know they're doing it and they're doing it to please themselves by imagining other other women mm. and we we kind of touched on the imagining another person other than your partner and part one of secrets that husband and husbands right. and wives will keep in that one of the secrets was that while a man is or a husband rather is excuse me having sex with his wife mm-hmm. he may be imagining another person yeah so now this is another scenario where he may choose to masturbate yeah. to imagine another person. If he's imagining, if he's ma- if he's masturbating and he's imagining another person, mm-hmm. then definitely going to keep that a secret. A man can masturbate and be masturbating to the sensation, mm-hmm. right? So when I say that, if if if, if let's say a guy's watching a porn mm-hmm. and he's watching a porn with a with a with a particular porn star. He could either be masturbating to the porn star, imagining him having sex with her mm-hmm. or being aroused just by a naked woman and the act of some, watching someone have sex and be masturbating to what the sensation feels like, mm-hmm. you know, climaxing, thinking about, you know, just him having sex. And that in itself can be enough for a man to climax. It doesn't have to be with anybody. Mm-hmm. Just the thought of imagining and pleasuring himself while, you know, thinking about having sex. Because it's a lot of times for men, when they say it's just sex, mm-hmm. that's really all they're in, into it for. It's not even about the you know the person that they're with. That's why men are just known to like really, you know, be disgusting in ways mm-hmm. to to achieve having sex because that's ultimately what a lot of them want is just to have sex. Mm-hmm. So when masturbating, it can be just to the act of having sex. It doesn't even have to be with anybody. Okay. Would you say that the majority of the time that a man is masturbating, he's imagining something? Or is he ju- can can he just a uh, part two to this question is can he just masturbate off of his his desire to reach climax? That's a, that's a, that's an interesting question. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, speaking for myself, it's always been to the act of having sex. So you're imagining having sex while you're masturbating. I'm I'm imagining, okay, so I, what I'm imagining is what goes through my mind uh-huh. when I'm actually having sex. So when I'm, for example, if I'm having sex, when I'm having sex, my mind is mentally down here, you know, just mm-hmm. picking up all the sensations that I'm feeling down there. Okay. And sometimes I can, by what I can feel, mm-hmm. it's almost like I'm putting eyes down there and I can imagine what I'm going through down there and what it feels like, you know? Okay. And so I'm relating those images in my head to the pleasure that I'm feeling. 
So when I'm pleasuring myself or when a person is pleasuring themselves, they can just imagine those thoughts and what they're feeling in that moment mm. and climax off of that feeling. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I would say, speaking for myself and myself only, because I this is not a conversation that I've, I can say that I've had with my girlfriends what they're what's in their mind when they're masturbating yeah i've never had that conversation with anybody yeah um even though i i feel like me and my girlfriends we have a lot of conversations about sex and you know things that please us and in that regard but i think this has a little bit more depth to it Mm -hmm. so i can only speak for myself in this regard and i would love to hear if any other woman in our audience whether you're watching or listening if this is true for you as well when I masturbate, I'm not really imagining anything other than reaching climax and how I'm feeling in order to reach that climax. Okay, run that by me again. Okay, so I'm not imagining a scenario. I'm not imagining a person. I'm literally just focused on how I feel mm-hmm. while I'm masturbating so that I can get to climax. Yes, that's, all that's I'm exactly what about. I'm talking about. So no, but I'm not a see. But you're imagining like the sensation of sex. I'm not even imagining the sensation of sex. I'm just literally focusing on how the masturbating feels, and that's it. Mm. You get what I'm saying? I'm not tying it to an actual act of sex. I'm actually I'm only focusing on the actual feeling of the of the masturbation at that exact moment. Yeah, I think men are imagining themselves have sex see, while they're masturbating and because that that's the ultimate pleasure yeah you know i think a man i'm thinking here not i'm speaking for all men but i think a man would much rather if he could be having sex rather than masturbating yeah so when masturbating i'd like to think that they imagine themselves having sex to help with the masturbation yeah it just gets you there quicker i'm not gonna sit here and say that i've never imagined a scenario or a person but for the most part it's literally me just focusing on the actual act of masturbation at that at that moment in time to then reach orgasm interesting or, the different perspectives yeah that's like two different things going on i would actually think for me now that i think about it a little bit more i'm actually thinking about a person or scenario very minimal like it is on a very rare occasion that that happens mm. i'm just aroused and and then I'm focused on the masturbation and that's it. So that's I would love I would love to hear if other women are kind of experiencing it differently. Even though I will say that me and my girlfriends, you know, we all geek over and, you know, uh, aka drool over, f- you know, fantasy men, you know, men that we think are attractive in like the celebrity world. Yeah, I think world. everybody has that in one, yeah, you know, in one I mean, point or another. Of course. But that doesn't even come to my mind. No, no, that that's that, because, because that's just that's. It's unrealistic, and I I, I would yeah. like I would like to I mean speaking from a, a male's perspective, I would like to think that you want to imagine something that ignites the memory. You mm-hmm. know, it almost feels real, mm-hmm. and so getting as close to that is only going to benefit the masturbation. Mm-hmm. I would like to say, speaking for you and I, we don't really talk about masturbation as far as how frequent you and I are doing it separately, not because we're keeping it secretive. It just doesn't really come up. I no. know I, there has been times that you and I have spoken about masturbation, but it's not like, it's not like I'm like, so uh, on an, <laughs> on an right. average, how many times a week are, that, that's just not coming up. But what I would love to say is that I know if it was to be a question, it would be something that you and I would freely discuss because we're very open about sex as a whole when it comes to our relationship. Yeah, I think being open about anything that comes to comes to light or comes to topic is important in a relationship. You know, it's how you relate to each other. So, I mean, at the at the core of this secret that a husband and a wife now we know will keep there is some sort of like fear there of divulging to your partner how you are potentially pleasing yourself. Yeah. I think there's, you know, there's definitely the fear of, of embarrassment and judgment, you know, the shame. I always find that so interesting that you'd be embarrassed to tell your partner about like something that, you know, is very, very part of human nature. You know, when you have a relationship where 
one partner doesn't give the other partner the freedom to speak freely, mm-hmm. then you create a di- then th- there's a dynamic that's created where someone may be reluctant to say how they feel. Yeah, I think creating a, a comfortable space where one person can talk to another openly is important, and that takes work between two people. Oh yeah. So, in a situation like that one where one partner doesn't feel comfortable telling the other one how much they masturbate because they're afraid of being judged, then obviously the person that's afraid of being judged is not being given the space to speak freely by their partner. Yeah. So. It also could be, as you say that, my immediate thought was they have potentially never been given the safe space to talk about their sexual desires at all. It's something that I feel like as you grow up to be a young adult and start engaging in sex, you know, the type of conversations that are happening around sex are not something that are generally spoken about in a way that is like it's educational. You know, yeah. you 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 and your friends, you're talking about it like, yo, you hit that. It's not like, so did you get her to climb? You know, th- like those type of conversations are not happening, unfortunately. Um, and then... There is some embarrassment around it. You know, you and I recently had a conversation with our oldest son about an aspect of sex. And I just remember the room being very like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's bringing this up. And I I have no fucks to give because these are the conversations that weren't allotted to me. And I wish they were because I was very naive about sex. And as as uncomfortable and embarrassing as they may be, I think that they still should be had, even if they're coming from maybe your mother, your father. I think if these conversations were to happen more, there wouldn't be that level of, oh, God, I feel a little shameful about this. And then when you enter in a relationship, you'll already have that sense of freedom, Mm -hmm. potentially. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's important that if you're having sexual relations with a person. If you're what? Doesn't that's what they call it? Sexual relations. I did not have sexual relations with that with that woman. Did George Clinton said that about Monica Lewis? It was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. I'm sorry. Yes, one <laughs> of the, one of the Clintons. Anyway, wasn't you? You you just mixed up two presidents. I did. You I mixed sure up did. George Bush I and did. Bill. maybe maybe she was with both of them. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh I'm God. joke. It's a joke. Oh it's my. a joke. All okay. right. What I'm saying is that it's you like question the word like it was you never heard it before. No, I I guess I didn't hear you right. Yes. If you're gonna be if you're gonna have sexual relations with a person. Mm-hmm then I hope, <laughs> I really hope deep inside that you're making an effort to have, you know, emotional relations with that person, that you're, you're understanding what the, what the, what the foundation of a relationship is. And mm. if you're not constantly relating to that person or you're not relating to each other, then you're really not in a relationship, you know, yeah. take a self, take a minute to self-reflect on the, on the situation that you have with your spouse or the, your significant other and take a step back and ask, just question the relationship to yourself. Are we actively relating to one another? Yeah. I mean, and when I say actively, like it's intentional. Mm-hmm. Then you might not be in a real relationship. And if you really want to be in one, then you should actively be relating to your partner on a constant basis. Yeah. I think it's important. You and I actually do that. A lot. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like you finished my sentence. A lot. A and lot. sometimes it's it gets a little intense sometimes. Yeah, but it's important. Because it's we're trying to relate on levels that are very polar opposite from yeah. you and I, you know, yeah. like, you know, in regards to you and I. Yeah, I think aside from aside from the the heated discussions that we get into, we also deeply connect mm-hmm. on a lot of levels through those discussions. And that's why they're so important. Yeah. You know, so um it's kind of like the uh, the forging of the earth where, you know, at the beginning it was just clash of like explosions and heat and lava. But yeah. in the end, once everything cooled and simmered, you just have this beautiful ecosystem yeah. that grew out of it. A recommendation I would like to make, you and I j- just recently uh, did a deep dive into TikTok and found this like uh, genre of questions that you can ask to your partner. Mm-hmm. And it was like 10 deep questions and there was like a series of it. So I think we started off with this, you know, series number one and there was like 10 questions in it and there were deep questions to ask your partner yeah. and some amazing conversation came out of that. Yes. So I would... in. I would definitely recommend to the people in our audience to go onto TikTok and look for deep conversation questions for your partner 
And you're more than likely going to find the same set of series that we found. And they were some fucking fantastic questions. Um, There was one in particular, I think, that we asked, which was what was something that like, what was something that we missed from the beginning of our relationship? Yes. I don't want to get into what the answer was. I actually think I have that built into another conversation, but it just led to like such, such great conversation. Definitely did. So since we, your first th- your first secret connected directly to mine, what is the um what is the next one that men have? Um. So another secret that men will keep mm-hmm. from their wives is encounters with their exes, random encounters, uh, planned encounters. Oh. Yes, because. It's a sensitive subject. And so... It's a sensitive subject on whose part? On both of their parts. Okay. And in certain situations, running into an ex is okay. It's happened to us. Yes. Quite a few times. Exactly. But uh, not but not on my end. <laughs> Always on Evo's end. Well, you know, <laughs> what can I say? I don't... I mean, but I, I think that in other situations, it's definitely not okay it's a it's a very sensitive subject there may be one person in the relationship who is very insecure either about themselves or the relationship mm. that their partner had with their ex there may be some some past history yeah that might have spoiled you know spilled over into into the relationship mm-hmm. that i'm going to use the, the a woman as the example in this relationship just for that the woman may have experienced while in that relationship with her husband. So there may have, like while she was with her husband, somehow the ex came into the picture. Mm. And then so, you know, fast moving forward in the relationship, that is gone. But I think any time in the future, if the husband ever runs into an ex or that ex or another ex, Mm -hmm. he may very well keep that a secret and not say nothing because it's going to cause some type of drama. Why? Because they haven't resolved that within their relationship themselves. Mm. So, and in many situations, a husband may find, may, may be like totally cool with just being uh, in touch with his exes. And there'd be nothing, but the wife can't handle it. And he doesn't want to give up those relationships. So he secretly kind of like, you know, meets up for lunch or whatever, just, you know, keeps it casual, but is totally keeping it from his wife. Ooh. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I mean. Because I wonder why at the core of that, why the husband would keep casual relationships with exes. Even though I will say, from experience, you've done that. You've kept casual relationships with exes. That, but disclaimer that i've been totally open about oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 let's, yeah. let's not oh, sorry let's, yeah. you, <laughs> like you uh, made it full seem disclosure like, evil did not keep any of these things yeah, no, secret no, we uh I uh, and actually same goes on my yeah, part yeah. um you you've never you've only met one ex because of the situation i have kids previous to our relationship but the ex after him i had a friendship with yeah, casual but you never met them. They were actually in the military. They were overseas. And I was with that person for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it was a casual friendship. And um, it actually blew up on their end. Their wife wind up being very um, not okay with him being a friend to me. And I guarantee you that he was keeping that a secret for quite some time. I'm not sure if he was, but I will tell you... If you remember, you remember how this went down, right? I was right? just about to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that he was, he was, he was keeping it a secret because it, it seemed like, I don't think he was the, from where the, I see it, it looked like it kind of blew up in his face. Okay. So let's, let's just, let's just tell this story. I had an ex that was in the military and while he was stationed overseas, he wind up getting into a relationship with a woman from overseas. Right. And him and I still remain friends, and we would oh, we would communicate because this is this is years ago. This mm-hmm. is um, maybe ten years ago. We would communicate a lot through Facebook Messenger, you know, because this is like even like before WhatsApp and shit, mm-hmm. right? So we would communicate through Facebook Messenger about you know whatever, 
And one day I was on our desktop in our room and I get a message from him and it says, I still love you. <laughs> and I knew my ex so well that I was like, I literally wrote back, ha ha ha, you're funny, who's this? I immediately knew that it was not him because mm -hmm. he would never say something like that. Right. That was not his MO. That was somebody else's feelings. Yes. So I was just like, yeah, funny, who's this? And the, the person then wrote back, um, I still love you. I leave my wife for you. And that's when I immediately knew that it was the woman in his life because she was from another country. She was from another country and she was typing the way that she would speak in English. And it's almost like handing a paper into a teacher that she knows how you write. And you're like, this thing is totally plagiarized. Like it's not yeah. your handwriting. That's 100% what it was. And I immediately wrote back. I said, if you knew your husband, because that, that at this time, I think either they were engaged or just recently married. I don't really remember the, the exact situation. I said, if you really knew your husband, you would know that there is nothing going on here. And he actually is very much in love with you and probably would be so disappointed that you're attempting this, this, um, this like fraudulent, you know, impersonation of him. And she then starts going fucking off in the, in the, in the Facebook message. She's like, fuck you, bitch. You mother bitch. <laughs> she you fucking, fucking got me. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking got me. She the cover's was, blown. Fuck and it. I just, like, I immediately just like closed the messenger i was like oh man i actually felt bad for her because she was threatened by something that was not even fucking real yeah and um i then get a phone call from my ex if it wasn't that day or the next day apologizing to me saying hey listen i'm sorry that this happened i actually walked in on it happening mm -hmm. and i and i was just so i was just so upset by her the her actions because I have told her time and time again that there is nothing going on between you and me. And and at that moment I was just I was like, listen, I think for the for the for the um like what what am I trying to say? For the better of this, I think we should just kind of maybe discontinue yeah. um our our casual friendship conversations because I'm not trying to threaten your marriage when i'm i'm not even fucking doing anything yeah. and especially since it was like something that was casual too like it was nothing to even be dealing with drama over yeah and, that, what I mean? and that's what it was i was like wow i'm getting drama for something that i'm not even doing so i definitely don't want anything to do with this i was kind of sad that i had to sever that friendship because we we were good friends but i want to ask you a question sure so since men will potentially conceal their random um you know like run-ins with exes mm -hmm. Will men conceal it if it happens while the wife is there? So case in point, let's say we go to, because this has happened to us. Let's say we go with friends of yours mm -hmm. out somewhere. And maybe this was a place that you and your ex, um, it, it could even just be a restaurant, you know, that maybe, you know, it's in the same neighborhood that you and your ex also went to. And we we go there with friends or whatever and you see her. But you don't interact with this person. At that point in time, will you conceal that there's a person in that place that is an ex? Or will you it depends. Or, or will you say something? It depends. Okay. It depends on what? It depends on the person that I'm with. So if I can tell that person mm -hmm. that I'm with in that point in time that my ex is in the same place that we're in mm -hmm. and know that there's not going to be a problem, mm -hmm. then I'll tell her. But if I know... You're smiling. If, I'm smiling because I just yeah. And it, but if I know that me saying something, the only thing it will do in that particular time, moment is cause a problem, then I'm not going to create that problem. You know, we'll we'll talk about it later yeah. for sure. You know, I'll tell her, say, hey, by the way, you know, this X and Y Z was there, and and then I, you know, obviously we'll discuss why I didn't bring it up at that point in time. Mm -hmm. But that would be the only reason why I wouldn't say something in the moment. Okay. And actually, this happened to us. Oh yeah, that's why I'm smiling. Yeah, this happened to us, and I knew, and I. So when when that when that happened, I purposely didn't say nothing to you because you were. She was there by herself, and you were there with. She a, wasn't there by herself. What I mean, as far as like, she didn't have any girls with her. She was there with another guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you were there with all your girls, mm -hmm. right? And I knew if I said something to you that you would then go tell your girls, mm -hmm. and then y'all would all go over there and fuck with her. Okay, now. 
We need to give a little bit of backstory to this because this sounds like I'm I'm attacking another woman no, for no particular no, no, reason. No, 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 not at there, all. It wasn't. Yeah, there's so definitely. Let, so let's give some backstory <laughs> so that people understand why in this oh, particular moment. We, really, this <laughs> because this is a time that you chose to conceal. Yes, you chose to keep secret an actual interaction or running with an ex at that particular moment for a reason. But you did tell me later on. This is, the, but this is not that though. Like she, I'm talking about run-ins, like people they run into each other mm -hmm. talk to each other like have well, a conversation well you chose not to speak to her because let's give the backstory we had ran into her several times before that yeah, we have and i always gave her the benefit of the doubt actually in the beginning of our relationship there was a situation between you and her that actually didn't involve you but she reached out to you for some help and you told me what the situation was and she needed your she she wanted your help for something and i said absolutely not mm-hmm and I put the ball in your court and I said, I'm going to let you handle that. But I'm going to let you know right now that that is not a situation that you should be involving yourself in for her because she, you and her are no longer together. She should be reaching out to other resources in her life for that type of aid. Mm -hmm. That being said, that was the first time that I was like, mm, OK, she may be a problem. But I'm the type of woman that I'm not going to handle that. You're going to handle that because that's your ex. Mm -hmm. Then the second time was we went to a festival, ran into her, and she then said something like, oh, let's take a group picture or whatever. And I said, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> not because I'm jealous, not because I didn't like her, because I don't know you and you know how I feel about those mm -hmm. type of things. I actually just don't do those type of things. Right. Um, so she was being overly friendly. And I pick up on vibes very strongly mm -hmm. and i could sense that it was coming from in to that in that situation it was not coming from the right place it was unauthentic and then the third time was unfortunately at a a, a wake and i think it's crazy that i remember these things but you know at least they was I remember a, yeah there was there was another that the time it was at a wake of a of a very good friend of yours and she then, of course, made it a point to make that situation into a conversation about our relationship, about how she always knew that I was the one. And I was just like, man, this girl's really trying to pour it on thick for absolutely no fucking reason. I don't even know you and I don't even care. Yeah. Um, and then you and her, you and her also had a past that, you know, I didn't. You separated on terms that were somewhat hard for me to grasp considering the type of man you were to her and that's that's my own personal that's my yeah, own personal I, thing it's totally understandable so now here we are the fourth time right we run into each other we run and now this is when i was like okay so now maybe this is my time to <laughs> this is well, my time to see. just be like hey you know but in hindsight Eva, i'm glad that you didn't say anything well, because that it would have been just completely pointless i evaluated the situation mm -hmm. i evaluated the situation and you know there had been a lot of drinks flowing. Mm -hmm. You know, some of your friends were really nice, and it really just. And he doesn't mean their. He doesn't mean their personality. He means their demeanor. <laughs> they were. They, they were, were intoxicated. Nice. Yeah, they were. They were. They were cooking, <laughs> uh, and um, it just there was a great vibe going on. Yeah, you know what we I mean. We were having a great time. We were having a great time. Like me introducing that element into what we were doing just would have like really spoiled. Yeah, because I'm Every not day. a spiteful or envious type yeah. of person in the least. Yeah, so, but I mean, immediately afterwards, you know, I told you what happened. So this is not and I was that, like, damn this, it, man. Yeah, this is not that situation. I'm talking about, you know, especially in a situation, well, I'm, I'm speaking in, in, in a situation where a couple or, you know, they don't have boundaries set when it mm -hmm. comes to that. Yeah. And so, because the boundaries aren't set, see, our boundaries are very set and clear. Like, Well, we, they, they are now, Evo, because we've had instances where we've run into people. But I think that even I feel like as far as the situation of exes, like so when we first started our relationship, I came into our relationship with a relationship with my ex already. Like we were friends. Uh, which are uh, you talking about? The one the one yeah, prior. Yeah, oh, yeah, prior. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, you so did. So we were friends. We had been friends for a while. And then mm -hmm. when we got together, mm -hmm. me and her, we had we, we had a long-term friendship already. We yeah. were actually crazy. We were way better friends than we were even in a relationship. And we were in a long-term relationship. Um, and so I was open about that to begin with. So the, mm -hmm. the, the X thing was like a thing that we were, we were, like, we were open about. Yeah. And so I feel like that the boundaries were kind of already start. They started to be set from the beginning. 
Yeah. As far as what was okay and what wasn't, you and know. I even went with you to a party for yeah. that ex. Yeah, you did. You did. Um, and like you know, it's it was a listen a great. We handled it great with, yeah, you, with each I don't, other. Like I said, I'm not just. I don't. I always feel like when it comes to that particular situation, the reason why I never ever felt the need to be jealous or envious or spiteful, mm-hmm. you never gave me a reason to. That's you important. always made me feel like I was the only girl in the room. So why the hell am I going to be concerned about this person? Only have eyes for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah. when you know when when those boundaries aren't set in a relationship, and an ex comes into the picture, mm-hmm. then that's even more of a reason for some for someone to hide the fact that they ran into the ex because they don't know how they're gonna how they're spouse or the significant other is going to handle that situation yeah so sometimes it's best to just keep it a secret for for now um maybe the develop the relationships develops and those boundaries are still never set and exes deep kills you know keep now all of a sudden it's a relationship that has developed where he's seeing exes and he's doing whatever he's doing whether it be good or bad mm-hmm. but he's keeping it from her and that's how the relationship exists i even feel like and I don't know what you think about this. There's even more avenues to for a man or a woman to have contact with exes because of social media. Yeah. Where that didn't really exist, you know, two decades ago. Yeah. You and know, there wasn't once you let's say you separated from someone and let's say they lived in one state and you lived in another. More than likely, you were never going to see each other again. But now with, you know, the creation of facebook and instagram mm-hmm. you can stay connected to someone's life that is no longer in your life for quite a bit of time yeah i can't imagine what the situation would be like if a man had a wife and he also had an ex that he was actually generally friends with like myself mm-hmm. you know me and my ex we were generally friends yeah. like we really enjoyed each other's company friends wise um and i can't imagine what that's like for a man to have that type of relationship where it's genuine genuine and it's nothing else but platonic mm-hmm and yet he has to hide that from his wife. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, it sucks on a lot of different levels because you just may actually enjoy that person's friendship for such a multitude of reasons. Mm-hmm. I myself had another male friend that I had to sever friendship with him because of his because of his wife. It was very clear that she was not okay with our friendship. Yep, I remember who this is too. Yeah, and I was very sad. And uh, uh, people are probably wondering, like, how is it that Evo and I have, like, he has female friends and I have male friends. Um, I at one time worked in a very male-dominated industry yes. for almost a decade. Yeah. So a lot, I, of, a lot of male friends. A lot of male friends. Yeah. Um, and Evo... Evo you know, he was he was just a he was just a hoochie. It, it takes a particular type of person to be able to be okay with that. So no, but so yeah, that's one of the reasons why I had at one point a lot of male friends in my life. So yeah, I had to sever ties with this. Um, we still occasionally speak because it has been so. I want to say it's been. I really like this guy. I know you do, and it's. I want to say that it's been close to almost two decades that I have been friends with this person yeah. at this at this point because we are still we are still now in better we're in better communication than we were i want to say about 10 years ago because about 10 years ago it was like a no-no i think it has become 1000 percent clear to this person's wife that i had zero interest in this man and that this man had zero interest in me and that we are very much in love with our partners yeah it was cool how how much you guys had in common yeah and that was one of the things that made me so sad that I had to sever that friendship because there were aspects of our friendship that only him and I connected on. Uh, you know, things like anime and, you know, things that I like really geek out on yeah, him and I that could I just, have no interest in. Yeah, that him and I could just have like deep, literally nerd conversations about. Mm-hmm. And luckily that's it's coming to fruition again. We just recently talked about the new Anne Rice series that's coming out because mm-hmm. him and I love vampire shit. Uh, so I'm happy that that friendship is somewhat rekindled and you and this person got along very well. Yeah. And it's like, it's crazy that that is something that I think even to the extent of our friendship now, I somewhat wonder if he's like, I don't know how much if he's like letting his wife know that him and I are having these conversations. Yeah. But when I tell you that they're so platonic and they're so nerded the fuck out, but his, 
him, his wife and I have spoken since then. You know, she's actually reached out to me for some help on some other things, which I thought was pretty fucking great um, because I'm I'm always willing to help when I can. Mm -hmm. So let's move on to my last thing that a a wife will keep secret. And it's interesting because it's I want to say that it's kind of similar to your last one. And it's uh, the amount of times that she gets hit on. Mm. yeah I, I don't think a lot of guys can handle that and i that's why i was saying that i feel like it's kind of similar to your thing about husbands running into their exes because there can be a aspect of jealousy there yeah um and when i read this secret that wives will keep I 100% identified with it because you know that there was a point in my life where that happened to me a lot. Mm -hmm. I got hit on a lot and it was because I worked in a place where there was a ton of people and um, the type of work that I did and it makes it sound like I worked in a fucking brothel or something but um, I worked in the makeup world and I used to have to dress up and I was always very um, fashionable I guess you can say and dress very nice. Yeah. And um, always look very well put together. And I got hit on a lot. And I would say that out of 10, maybe I told you about five. Not because I felt like you couldn't handle it. Because at some point, it just became like. It's just redundant. It's, like it's fucking ridiculous yeah, at I, this point. Honestly, there was no way I'd want to hear about every single time you got hit on. It's just it, that's just pointless information. I don't. I have enough. I have a hard enough to, time um, absorbing the things that I need to absorb in my brain. I don't yeah. need to be filling it with like useless information about how many times you get hit on. I knew the problem. You know, my thing is is that I when I enter relationships with anything. Okay, what's up, buddy? We got our our, our resident over here saying hi. Um, when uh, you know, I think I'm in, so I'm in his chair now. He's he's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I enter in a relationship with anything, I enter it knowing that if it's something that is beautiful or unique, I know that people like to look at beautiful and unique things. Mm-hmm. Beautiful and unique things are admired and desired. Yeah. And so, if I'm gonna have something or be in possession of something or have, being in a relationship with something that possesses those qualities, mm-hmm. I need to be comfortable with the fact with of everything that comes with being in that relationship. Mm. And, I, and I feel like that that's important for, for men to understand that God, this is what I used to like to say to myself, God made beautiful things to be looked at and admired. Mm-hmm. And if you have a problem with that, then maybe you shouldn't possess or be in possession of anything or have anything in your life that is beautiful and is admired because it's just gonna cause you problems. You can't handle it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like having a million dollars. If you haven't worked your way up to handling a million dollars, and I hate to make this comparison like money, but you're gonna you're just gonna you're gonna destroy it. You're gonna you're not gonna you're gonna spend it all. It's just gonna it's just gonna like wither away. And so I understood that mm-hmm. in being in a relationship with you. That other people were gonna see you as the way that I see you and potentially wanna inquire if I don't think other people see me the way you see me. Well, no, you're right. They don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. But when you in say the beginning of our relationship, you know, yeah, those immediate qualities about yourself, about you that I found attractive. Mm-hmm. I got to be crazy to think that other people would find those same those same qualities attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, and then try to pursue those qualities. I, you know, at least try. Yeah. You know. So. So you were saying that. Um, men, you could see that the reason why women would conceal that is because men can't handle it. Why don't you think men can handle it? Insecurities. So, but what kind of insecurities? Personal, though? personal insecurities. Yeah, like, I, so, I mean, they're obviously, yeah. they're personal to them, but like exactly what type of insecurity? So, I, I can't tell you exactly what type of insecurity. Okay. What I can tell you is this, right? I know that I, I'm, comf- I'm I've become comfortable with you being hit on because I know that one, I'm being the best person that I can be and I'm actively being that person mm. and I'm doing the best that I can to be your better your best other half mm. so and I'm confident and that I'm giving it a hundred and I'm confident in myself 
So if that's not enough for you to stay within the boundaries of our relationship and not feed into all these other things that are coming at you, then it, I can't do anything else about that. You know, it, obviously that we're not we're not where we should be, you know, and maybe we're better off experiencing other things or pursuing other things. So when you say that to me, what I'm hearing is, is that it's possible that the husband could have an insecurity about their relationship as a whole. So there could be something in their relationship that is not 100% sound. So the thought of another man or woman hitting on your wife may bring up that insecurity of there's something there that we're, we haven't worked on. Do, mm -hmm. you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. Or, or um, hang on. Or on top of that, it could even be that he's not being the best that he could be in the relationship. You know, because yeah. you're saying you're, you're being the best that you can. So if he's not putting his best foot forward in the relationship, if he's not being the best man for her, you know, not understanding her needs and wants and desires or even trying to understand them. Right. And he's just doing him. Right. The thought of another man potentially giving her to giving her that could make him feel like, oh, hell no. Right. I mean, I have to I have to accept the fact that I can't control free will. You have the free will to do whatever it is that you want. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to respect our relationship, you have to be willingly you have to be willing to respect it. I have to have created a situation where you're looking at us as in like, I don't want to fuck this up. This is a good thing for me. And I'm going to stick to the agreements of our relationship, mm -hmm. whatever those may be, mm -hmm. and not step outside of those boundaries out of out of mutual respect. Like there's a respect that we have for one another. Yeah. Um, I know that I'm confident enough to say that I'm bringing my portion to the table 100%. And so I can't worry myself about outside influences coming in and, and, and steering you away. Because mm -hmm. if that's happened, then obviously what we had wasn't solid enough, you know? And I don't, yeah. I don't know what it was, but I can't make myself jealous over it. Yeah, because it could definitely be something on my end. Of course, yeah, it could be something totally on your end, you know. Yeah. But what I just need to know that if in the at the end of the day, if it if it didn't work out, that I gave it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? And I can walk away from it being confident that I tried my best. You know, I'm not gonna beat myself up for something that I that I potentially did wrong mm -hmm. because I gave it my all. It just you know sometimes it doesn't work out. You know. But that's how that's how I keep myself from getting all crazy about, you know, you potentially getting hit on. I mean, the same thing goes for me with you, because I've had legit women come up to me and tell me that they would be my they would be my sister wife. There's, you know, and, and, and yo, no, no jokes aside. I've literally had women come up to me that will tell me that. You, if they could duplicate you, replicate you, fucking clone you, they would do it in a heartbeat. And um, if things don't work out between you and me, that's to give them a call type shit. <laughs> well, listen, but at the but, end, at but, the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, you know, you're we're we're solid. Yeah. You know what I mean? And those things, like in a healthy relationship, they don't, you know, they they don't penetrate. You know, and I feel like that just leading back to going back to the question that you were asking, you know, a man not being able to handle it is because there's a love from just my personal opinion. There's a level of insecurity that exists within himself that he does not confident enough to know that his woman is standing on solid ground. Yeah. You know, he's created a platform for her to be able to stand on solid, you know, and you still may do that as a man, create a solid platform and the woman or the person that you're with, they still kind of like still pursue those outside influences. And then in that situation, it's beyond your control. Yeah. Because then the ball's in her court at that exactly. point. It's, it's not even that you're doing something that is, that is potentially pushing her towards yeah. that option. It could just totally be something that's going on with yeah. her. Um, I think what you, there was something that you said there that was key in a healthy relationship. In a healthy relationship. Yeah. So, I think to wrap this up, key is a lot of these things can potentially stem from the relationship not being healthy and there not being places and spaces being created for these type of potential tough conversations to be had. Mm -hmm. The relationship has to be healthy in order for something to be healthy. And I speak 
to this from a fitness standpoint, you have to work at it. From within. Yeah, from within. It has to be a constant workout. You have to, and it has to be something that you visit and revisit and recalculate because I can't tell you how many times I have been doing something in my journey as far as health that I have to shift the way that I'm doing it in order to reach, you know, like the optimum level of what it is that I want to achieve. And I think you can, you can put that, couple that with a relationship, it's a working, it's a working thing in order for it to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And I would just like to say that um, I felt really inspired today to have this conversation because I, I listen to podcasts quite frequently. It's something that I'm very passionate about. And I recently just listened to a podcast with uh, Lex Friedman. And I don't know if anyone is familiar with him. I really enjoy his podcast. And he tends to end his podcast with a piece of poetry. And man, I was just, I just really love to hear his, his choice of poetry and how it impacts my life. And the poem that he read today, um, it really just inspired me to have this conversation with you. So I nice. just wanted to end it on that note. Cool. But I would like to say, I would like to thank everyone for watching us today or listening to us. However you like to consume our content and is always greatly appreciated. And again, we love to ask, please hit a button. I don't know what that button is. I don't know if it's the follow. I don't know if it's the subscribe. I don't know if it's the uh, the like button. If or it's the, the donate button. Yeah, Evo's <laughs> favorite button, the donate <laughs> button. I would just love if you could hit one of those buttons because it always helps our show to continue for us to be here for you, to talk to you, and to laugh with you, and to have drinks, even though we got H2O today, bro. Hey, that's life. It's all good, though. It's all good. But until next Friday, everybody, peace out. Peace out.